0: Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. He's Juice, I'm Loose. It's a Sunday Funday episode here, ladies and gentlemen. The Cubs take two of three from the Atlanta Braves And juice. Tonight, I'm wearing sunglasses because I got robbed of wearing them this weekend because Mother Nature decided to feel like October instead of August, and it was like pissing mist all day, and... Like 75 degrees. So I am making up for lost time. Uh, I was out in the bleachers today in case anybody didn't know. Juice, before we get into all things baseball, all things Sunday, fun day, the Cubs braved
1: the elements for a series win, but how are you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. Uh, Had a lake day today, actually. I know it wasn't the perfect day for it, but we went down and just kind of hung by the lake. Um, not Chicago Lake, I wish it was that, but uh, in Rochester, Indiana. So, went down there and got some nice, peaceful time and watched the baseball game down there and then just drove back. And yeah, man, things are are nice and they may be gloomy outside, but it's bright and sunny inside of that Cub locker room, baby. They're they're rolling, man. I tweeted out, I was like, Cubs, baby, Cubs, Mm -hmm. Cubs, baby, Cubs. That's it's the talk of the town. I feel like it's taken over all of the coverage for, for football. Like, I mean, both, us, both of us were excited to talk about, like, Bears football coming up yeah. about a month ago. Like, just get us to the Bears season, Cubs. And now it's like, Bears, I ain't got time for you, man. It's... <laughs> we
0: were, we're- just – we were just whining about the schedule about the fact that bears preseason games are all on Saturdays because yeah, it just it, it interferes
1: with Cubs baseball. Yeah. And that's, that's a problem now, but that's a good problem to have. It's right. Crazy. It's, it's, it's like if you're a millionaire and you're like, Oh, I got to pay all these taxes. It's like, well, yeah, but you also, when you, after you pay the taxes, you also got millions. So Sometimes. you still got that going for you or yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Crack them, lock them, stack them, bag them. It's not enough, Scott. It's not enough. So, for those not
0: watching with us live, really quick, Scott Crawford here in the comments with a quick: crack them, lock them, stack them, bag them. Says the Cubs are tied for the third wild card spot and raising. They are, and they're also tied for the second NL Central spot now with the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Juice. Before we talk about the the impact of what this, this series weekend was, let's talk about the division and the standings a little bit here. First off, we are huge Washington Nationals fans lately. Oh, yeah. This team has just continually defeated NL Central opponents in pure style. They're walking off the Brewers on like an errant pitch and play at the plate. You know, you got them beaten up on the Cincinnati Reds. I, I was watching the scoreboard today at Wrigley. Nats put up a four-spot in the first inning. I was like, let's go, nationals. I love them. They not only did they give us Candelario, but they're beating all of our division opponents. They want us to win. They want they want to do it for Heimer. That's what's happening here. The Nats are doing it for Himer. And that's why, as Mr. Russell Luce says here in the comments, we are going to win the division. Thoughts, Juice, about where the Cubs sit in the standings because you and I talked a little pregame show. They have significantly rose from where they were 50 games ago to where they are now.
1: It's not enough. I, I, I tweeted earlier today that I was going to be on this show, and it's just nice to have baseball that means something again. Like, I remember last year and the year before with our Sox fan friends, and they they've fell in it for sure, right? But them complaining about this guy and that guy – and I stopped many of them, buzz of them, one included, and in, in, in Tony, Mr. Marchese, our, our leader, fearless leader over here at On Tap. And I said, Enjoy it because baseball with something on the line, there's nothing like it. And I said, I remember 18, 19, 20, like that 16 and 15, like it was yesterday, obviously, because it was. But also, There was a good spur of time here as Cubs fans we are where we were getting at bats from guys that would never be here ever again, you know, and and watching debuts of, you know, guys that were going to be traded at the deadline for a name or two to come back. We were, and that's fun because optimism is fun, but competitive baseball is is funner. I know it's not a word, but is funner. And today, I think it just like all hit me all at once like, A, how, how great it is to watch appointment television baseball in this town. It is the Cubs right now and this whole series. It was, I blocked off parts of my day to make sure I didn't miss, you know, Friday or Saturday or, or Sunday's game because it was a measuring stick. In a lot of ways to where they are. You know, there's the there's the naysayers that said, you know, they beat a lot of bad teams, and yeah, they have. They've had some some teams on the on the record and and, and in the schedule that they've had to beat that are not trying to win in a position where the Cubs were a couple of years ago. But now it's like, man, like they played this Atlanta series and every pitch. I started to get in that old playoff mode that I remember from like 16 and 17, like, man, steel can't make it through. You know, he was at like a, a hundred and something pitches and he, they're just trying to buy two outs to yeah. get him to here because it's like, well, this guy worked and he's unavailable. And this is, and your mind starts to turn in that chess game, right? That baseball is just this giant chess game. You're like, man, like, because this move happens, this move has to happen. And, how is he going to get to the end? And luckily the Cubs bullpen had found a way to piece it to the end with the availability that they had. But to think that way again is refreshing because how many games Ron? Did me and you sit on these shows when they lost and we were talking more about what happened at South Bend or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the draft pick that they got or what the potential is for trades to trade the core. Yeah, the league's on notice, but man, like if you're a Cub fan right now, I urge everybody to do this when you're in the middle of of a window that I think is slowly opening here and and the Cubs are doing their best to walk through it, take a step back and just take it all in because there's just something about a Cubs playoff team in in a run like this that is magical. It changes your mood. It's the first thing that you think about on certain days when you're like, all right, man, I got to get this done and this done and this done, because I, I want to be sitting on my couch and watching the Cubs, or I, I want to make sure that if I'm at the barbecue, I'm dragging out my television for all my friends to watch around it while we have a couple beers. It's this kind of moment where it's just like, step back and take it in. Like as much as, as you want them to win and your heart's all in it, take it back and enjoy it because – Baseball is just it's it's that romantic, like intimate like game that is just to be viewed on so many different you know viewpoints and like one thing that you believe in is different from what I think is right for and two like it's just so damn wild, right? Like the baseball's just different. It's you could see the best team in the league run the table and win it like the Cubs did in 16. Right. or there's the 80 some win Cardinals. Like it's, it's crazy, but take us, I just urge everybody, take a step back, enjoy it, take it in. Like, and if there's people who don't enjoy baseball, introduce, introduce them to the game, because these are the times that baseball is at its best. And, truly like when the Cubs are good, there's just something about the city man that like it just buzzes and you can feel it. And that's what I felt over the course of these, like the run up to the trade deadline and then the post trade deadline. And you know, the moves that Jed has made has already impacted the team with Quas, with Candelario, you know, these guys coming in already have made significant impact and, know yeah. it's just fun and then you look to the future and you're like what can it be and that's kind of like where we're at right now yeah and juice i
0: so as i mentioned i was in the wrigley field bleachers you may have seen my 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 thickness on the uh during go cubs go uh and if you haven't seen it on tap sportsnet on uh x um has the the photo but as I was leaving the ballpark, I heard this guy behind me talking to his buddy, and he said, "This this feels like 2015. Like next year's our year." And I'm like, "No, maybe it is. But why are you thinking that way? This team is not at all like 2015. You know, 2015 was a team that over overachieved at an early earlier time than expected, right? They they went on that magical run and they were tied as the, for the best record in baseball. And everybody's like, whoa, this team got really good really fast. Because they did. Everybody took a step forward that wasn't expected initially. This team was more built ready to compete.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And, yes, there were still those storylines of development, right, from some of the younger guys taking a big step forward or even just unexpected people becoming heroes. Like Mike Talkman has been at times this season it's it's still the same little tiny narratives and storylines throughout but this team is not like oh we're building for something like they're they were they were coming into the season saying if shit goes right this could go really well and we all said the same thing and we knew if this team played the way that they were built and the way that they were able to play and sure you you need a little bit of overachieving from some guys i outside of the world of Cubs fandom and especially here at Cubs on tap. Sure. Steel probably wasn't picked as a, a, Cy Young favorite at this late in the season. Stro was at 1.2 before he got hurt, but he's been lights out, you know, in comparison to what he's been over the course of his career, just in terms of averages, you get some of those overachievings, but this team, this team is so different. As filmmaker 12 says here in the comments, he says, loves what Swanson said, post game. He says, we could compete with anybody. Yeah, they can. That wasn't the the expectation in in 2015. We all said this team competed at the end of last season. and was a 48-41 and team. I think last year felt more like 2015 than this year does. And I'm not saying I expected them to come in this year and be the best team in baseball. But I did expect them to come in this year and compete. And they've done exactly that because you added real winners like Dansby Swanson. You added real winners like Cody Bellinger. Again, you've gotten that heroic play from some guys when they needed at times, a Mike Talkman, a Miguel Amaya serving. Remember the last time the Cubs won a World Series? They carried three catchers. I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious, all right? There have been so many things that have gone right, but they've added that competitive nature to this team and these proven winners. That has just supplemented this team and taken them as far as they are, Juice. And that's why I think now we're just seeing the best to come. And you see it, you're seeing it as a Cubs fan in totality. They are competing with all of the best teams in baseball. And they did it this whole season. They lost the shit teams and they beat good teams. Now they're putting it together. I don't, this doesn't feel like 2015. This team can absolutely compete with anybody. And where they sit in the standings raging all the way back to be a wildcard team as of today, as of this very moment, at least. And you're tied for second in the division and you're not much farther back of the Brewers. They're coming. Dude, this Cubs team is so much fun, Jews. So much fun.
1: I think to, to make that comment is about 15. There won't ever be another 15. There just won't there. There won't be a group that comes up like that because the Cubs are not trying to design their team like that anymore. They're trying to design it as there's a few that are going to stay be, you know, pillars of this organization. And then they're going to continue to add. They're going to continue to draft well, to make trades much like we've talked about it on the show. Often and we envy them and we'll always say it. The LA Dodgers. I mean, for a lot of it, you know, they they have some of their guys that stay. But, I mean, it's it's a changing of the guard for them a lot, too. Think about the Boston teams, too. It's a good example. Like, Boston went to the World Series with essentially two different groups. Yeah, They really did. And that's what the Cubs are kind of trying to do now. They're trying to build a team that, yeah, there's going to be some pillars like your Dansby Swanson, like, like Nico Horner and, and Ian Happ for a lot of it. But there's also going to be guys that come back up and down and and – and kind of come into the picture and don't because 15 was just not like that. You know, 15 had, had their group of, of the core. And it was, like you said, it was interesting and it was fun and it was new, right? For us, it was new. It was, it was, there wasn't ever a cub team like that where the possibilities were endless because you felt like it was a core of guys that were young and, and getting their career started at the major league level with what we thought at the time was some great MLB developing, you know, guys to MLB level to develop them even further. Never happened. But with that said, you look at where they're at today, and you're right. They brought in proven winners. Cody Bellinger has been there. Dansby Swanson has been there. Kyle Hendricks is still there. You know, there's there's names. Marcus Stroman's pitched in playoff games. You know, there's, there's a lot of names on that that are not – they're not new to playoff baseball or to playing games that matter, and that's why it's it's just not the only thing I'll say that I'll agree with what they said. It feels like 15 because you're entering a window of competition where you feel like you can be good the next couple of years and and take a good shot at this. But I feel like as Cub fans too, because that's the way it went the first time. That we're kind of conditioned to being like, oh well, we know, you know, this isn't going to be our year because, it, and it'll be the next year. We'll put together this guy, and this guy will come in, and they'll sign Shohei Ohtani, and we'll. My suggestion too is, during you're taking it all in, don't underestimate the fact that this Cubs team can go places that you don't think they can go. They're a lot better than you think they are, and and honestly, I I think that they're going to play a style of baseball that if if you're a team like the Braves or you know the the Dodgers the Cubs would be the last team I'd want to play in a playoff because the Cubs are not going to beat themselves they're just not you're going to have to beat them
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the Cubs can beat you while the same thing is going on they have the hitters and they're going to play a style of baseball that is run prevention and in the playoffs that shows if you can, if you can cut down a runner at home plate, like they did today and, you know, play smart and double off, you know, the shortstop over Arcia on, on the other side, those are the types of things that you end up winning baseball games and you win playoff games that way, by playing that smart. So yeah, I, this Cubs team can be damn good and they are damn good.
0: Yeah, they are damn good indeed. And speaking of damn good juice, they beat a damn good ball club over the course of this weekend. Let's dive a little more into the series here. Cubs take two of three against the Atlanta Braves and juice. First off, hysterical comment by Scott here who hit harder Cody Bellinger or Jose Ramirez for those that need any kind of context to go watch any national baseball storyline Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez decided to box in the Sox Guardians game last night only uh only for Ramirez to give a one cut punch to Anderson at the end with the right hook and knock him out cold um it was pretty incredible
1: I don't know if you've been on the Bluebird app or the X app lately uh, as a shouts
0: out, shout out to the Bluebird app,
1: forever. yeah. Um, <laughs> go peep Tim Anderson's Instagram or uh, Twitter right now. It's a very interesting, uh, kind of thread of tweets that are cryptic. And I think uh, Jose Ramirez has maybe knocked him into the fourth dimension now. And he's like, he's seeing the matrix at this point. It's really weird, man. It's some weird stuff. It's a, it's some good off show. Or I don't know if you're reading them now. Like it's some, it's some interesting off the wall shit. Like they're watching me, and yeah, it's weird. He's he's. I I think I think he may have you know broke a a brain. I mean I think he broke his brain. I think I think he broke his brain.
0: Yeah, that's not that's not ideal. Not ideal at all.
1: But But a quick shout out. Cody hits harder, by the way.
0: Yes, Cody does. And, And speaking of Scott, Scott mentioned before this series juice. That if the Cubs take two of three or sweep the Braves, they've put the league on notice. And you have to sit here, Juice, and I have to kind of agree. I think the Cubs have put the the league on notice because this series, right? We're going to dive a little more into each game here. But this series, Juice, yes, Friday was just not great, Bob. But they battled the last two days in shit weather in, dare I say, playoff baseball-like weather to beat a very good baseball club in the Atlanta Braves and sing, you know, have us singing, you know, kumbaya of pure excitement because this ball club can compete with anybody juice. I mean, it, it, they really have put the league on notice, buddy. I mean, I don't know where, what else to say about it. They, they took two or three
1: against the Braves. They yeah. are
0: a real big weekend.
1: And I'll continue to say this, that the Braves don't, win the World Series. I'm a Cup fan. I hope they do win the World Series this year. They got a chance the way they're playing. If they keep playing like this, they're going to have a shot. But if the Braves don't win the World Series, it's a complete and utter failure. That team is so good. Up and down. Like, that was the one – that's the one team that's come in here to where, like, one to nine – you're like, man, like, how do you get around? I felt, I felt bad for Justin today and for the pitchers for the most part for the weekend, because there's no break in that lineup. It has a, a 2016 feel for like how we, we look at it where it was just relentless. And then you look at their pitching staff and you're like, yeah, it's that it matches the two. And then you watch their bullpen and they've added to it with hand and, and, and stuff like that. But each reliever that comes out of that bullpen is, is skilled as well. And the Cubs beat them straight up twice. And, and honestly, like, I mean, we're going to talk about Friday, but I think, I think the, I don't want to say that this is not possible, but I think that the Braves are a bad matchup for Kyle Hendricks in a lot of ways. It's, it's not like to, Everybody else you can kind of fool, and and but the Braves are going to be, they're going to be on on that timing for the most part. He yeah. can he can do things to alleviate that, but yeah, I mean I don't think that it's a good matchup for him. Fridays Friday is, it, it was almost expected at least a little bit after the three out of four for the against the Reds. But yeah, that that Braves team if they don't win the World Series is it's probably a failure for them and. Yeah. They're going to be good for a while, but yeah, the Cubs took it. They've been damn good.
0: They have been damn good. And, and speaking of that Friday game here, Juice, um, Max Freed, too, although he's only yeah. pitched here and there because of injury this season, really good three and one, a 169 ERA. I mean, you could make the argument if he was going to pitch like this for them all year, he was going to be in the Cy Young conversation at the end of the season. He, he shut down their lineup. Bellinger had two hits. Madrigal had a hit. Amaya had a hit. That was it. Friday mm-hmm. was very spare. And you know what? Even Kyle was okay through three. Sure. It was just that second time around, they picked up on him, and it was game over. They blew it yeah. open. It was, it was doomed from the start. It almost felt like, and you still got, you know, three good innings out of Westnesky. So you still save the pen knowing you needed the pen the next day. And Quas and, and then Barnhart. <laughs> yeah. game. And at least, but then at least you set up in a way, Juice, you know, to, you know, take us a little bit now into Saturday. You set up for that bullpen to be as fresh as possible for Javier Assad to take the start for them to, to do what they did, really just battle through Merriweather battling through and giving you two innings. That double play, massive, massive, absolutely losing my mind over that I felt like the biggest baseball nerd on the face of the earth geez. because I was like, Meriwether giving them two, like you said, right? That playoff baseball calculation. Oh my god, Merriweather gave them two. Yeah, Lzole pitches one tonight, he's available tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that and it ended up paying off on Sunday and them needing Alzheimer today. But like, man, that Friday game, like it worked out okay where they could reboot and just say, All right, let's go get him. And they did exactly yeah. that. Especially in a shit rain, like today was kind of rainy.
1: Saturday was worse. It was yeah. like
0: pure October rain,
1: <laughs> it, it, and cold, and and wind blown. in today wasn't easy to, Not to super score. cold. It was actually it was gorgeous outside today, Tuesday. Really? I
0: okay. It was I was
1: by the lake. It was a little cold for me, um, but but yeah. And two, they won. I thought that both games Saturday and Sunday were very very similar in terms of playoff caliber bounce back. Like anytime the Braves would take hold of a game, the Cubs would be like, "All right, well, bottom of the inning, let's let's put up," and they would respond. You know, the Braves put up two today, and before you could even blink, when they were back in there, they were putting up two of their own. That's what good teams do. They get down, but they don't get out. You know, they they come back and they continue to fight back even against good pitching, like Morton's not bad. But on Saturday, it was so damn impressive because you were given everything against them to not win that baseball game. Coming off a a, a drubbing on Friday with Hendricks on the mound and you thought you were going to get a decent performance out of him. And then they had to use some of the bullpen not enough to to warrant it, but you knew going into that game that you were you were lucky to get four innings out of the side. You, that would have been like ideal, you know, moment to, I mean, to And have. they almost got four out of a. And single. they almost did, and they almost did, but they still were able to piece themselves all the way to then, like you said, using Merriweather for two. That was huge. That's mm-hmm. the bullpen. As much as we gave them shit early on in the year. Man, and this winning streak has been just nails. They've yeah, every time somebody comes in, other than um Mr. Anthony K, because he's gone, but <laughs> other than him, it's like every other name is like one after the another another of like, yeah, we're gonna meet the bell, we're gonna put in a good performance. And that makes managing so easy for David Ross when he knows that. Yeah, this guy's unavailable, but I know I can get an inning out of you know Quas now. And I think I think the underrated trade by the end of this thing, we're gonna all talk about Panulloario because he's a great hitter. Quas looks like he has great stuff, and that funky delivery, and it just it reminds me of that like low end trade that they did like during that that core run in 1560 yeah. where you you add guys like like a Montgomery and like a like a Scott Efros you know before they traded you know Scott Efros over a guy that's and they just redo or or like a Trevor Cahill like a name that yeah the numbers don't look right but he gets into the Cubs bullpen and they he does what he's good at and he's pitching in high yeah. level situations and some guys pitch better in that you know some guys have have that like that fire underneath them, and they need to be pitching, you know, in a big time moment or playing in a big time moment. Look at Javier Baez. Like, I think a lot of the problem is playing in Detroit, and he's playing for something miserable. that means nothing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. So yeah, it's it, it was constant bounce back, that competitive. I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you harder. And then when you got to the end of the bull the bullpen, and you had a lead. The Cubs nailed it down. They you got to give Elzelay credit and Merriweather and, you know, Whiter, and even Fulmer, who's been just unbelievable for the last, you know, couple months. It seems like every time he comes in, he's lowering his ERA, and now he's into the threes. Yeah, like it, it's all clicking. Everything that I think Jed thought could be all season has been this post, this last 50 games, which we talked about, you know, prior to – this show they're yeah. what 30, what did I say? 32 and 18, 32 and 18. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, 30, yep. Yeah. 32 and 18 since, um, since then, but yeah, they, they played just winning baseball. They continue to do it. And that's a real baseball team that they beat. And yeah, Saturday was, uh, Saturday was impressive to me. That's maybe the most impressive win that they've had all season.
0: I completely agree. Juice got to watch it. Um, on the, on the old mobile device as we were roaming around. It really was just the perfect recipe. Like you said, they come out of the drubbing, you get five in the first, you take it right to them, out the gate. And then you do enough offensively with a bullpen that's just trying to get you through the day and the the weather sucks. Awful to throw a baseball in. You and I were talking about the, the hit-by-pitches for Acuna and him staring people down, like, What do you expect? Both days, the ball was like a probably like as slippery as a piece of soap as they're trying to throw it. It it was hard for guys to get you know the proper command on things.
1: Did they they change the rosin bag?
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like they, it was bad. There was a reason they were doing what they were doing. I'm right there with you juice. Like this is the most impressive, you know, to me win in quite a while, just because they came out the two for merryweather the two for merryweather the two for merryweather I can't get over the two for merryweather That thing just made my heart sing because then juice on Sunday got to be in attendance for that. I got some nice, you know, I got some nice, uh, some fresh air and enjoyed myself in the bleachers and uh, Justin Steele five and a third of really, hard, hard fought baseball. I mean, he looked like that ace just, all right. I know this lineup's nasty and the, you know, they're built to, they're built to hit against lefties, righties. It doesn't matter. I'm at least going to make them work for it. Cause those were hard earned runs for the Braves today. Like they did not get those easy off Justin. I, I think that's the place we got to start with today. Juice. Justin Steele is fucking nails on the mound. And he has really become this team's ace.
1: Battle, battle tested. I feel like he's just the type of kid that, no matter, no matter what the game, no matter what the situation, like he throws himself into that moment and meets it. You know, I—that's I, what you want out of an ace. That's what you want out of a guy who is the big lefty. You know, we saw it in John, John Lester, who, you know was just every day picked up the ball and battled. And today I watched Justin Steele and I for a second you forget that you're watching Justin Steele and you think you're watching John Lester. It's like I've watched a million of these these John Lester starts when he was a <laughs> cub and I'm like, it just feels like that. You know, like he didn't have his best stuff. No. By any means. He didn't but you look up and it's like yeah he went he went five and what two thirds?
0: Five and a third.
1: Five and a third gets you gets you to the to the point where you need to get to with you know some availability left. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean it's not like he couldn't get through four and and the pitch count was high. No, he in those final, you know, what he threw, 110 pitches, 11 pitches, like he battled. And you could see it on his face, like I ain't got much left, but you know what? I'm doing this for my teammates. I'm putting them on my back. I'm gonna say, you know what, like I'm letting it all out. I'm I'm running the gas empty here. But I, I, I need to to make sure that my team has the best shot to win. And he he did, man. And and that's the that's the winning culture that's being built there. You know, he's learning that from being around guys who are battle tested. And now he's becoming one of those veterans that like he's getting into that moment in his career where these guys like Wisniewski come up and, you know, they ask like, hey, man, like and Caleb Killian, who's now on the roster, like, what are things I can do to help the team? And, and Justin, I'm sure it, for a lot of it, as, as he is an older, you know, younger player. Yeah, is given looked at probably like the older brother in the situation. Like, hey man, like how do I, how do I do that? And he's given that advice, but you know what? He leads by example. He goes out there and he battles and he battles and he battles. And I I love watching him pitch because you can tell like the competitiveness, the competitive edge that he has, the amount of passion that he plays with is yeah. is unmatched, and it's just he's, he is, he's nails, man. Like you, you need a guy like that. And I think they talked about it, you know, a couple, a couple starts ago, like about how Roger Clemens was always like the, the stopper and mm-hmm. they were talking about him on marquee. Like, you know, you always, if you were in a losing streak and then, you know, this guy came to pitch, it's like, I'm not letting my team lose on this day, I'm doing whatever I can to put them in the best you know, spot to win. And Justin does that every single start out, no matter if he needs to go seven, if he needs to battle through five, if he needs to throw more. Let's be honest, man. Like how many other pitchers on this roster get to, you know, upwards of upper 90 pitches and David Ross pats him on the back and goes, go ahead, man. I need you to get me, you know, as many outs as you can in this inning. Cause I, I can't get to the end of the game without this, without you doing this. And he does that, man. And he, and he heads out there and, and he battled through it in a lineup that, like I said, every single hitter is can take a yard, can do damage. And, yeah, man, it was impressive to watch him. I think you're going to look at the stat line and go, yeah, that's not Cy Young's stats. But if you watch the game, that's a Cy Young candidate right there. That's, that's an absolute Cy Young candidate. One hundred percent. And Juice, you. I think you still can
0: make the Cy Young argument because, yeah, maybe his strikeout numbers aren't as big as, as Gallen or Strider. But he doesn't walk nearly as many people as they do. And he's given you about the same, if not more, innings than those guys. And like you said, he just battles and he's a run preventer. Yeah, you know, he had the lowest ERA in baseball within the last week. Like, yeah, he got a little beat up today. But, again, Juice, this is the best lineup in baseball. And he went out there and battled for five in the third. He got beat up a little bit, but still seven strikeouts. Sure. The Olsen home run was probably his his only real mistake that he had all day. Yeah, by the way, never pitched to
1: that fucking guy.
0: Never. I would – you know what? It's crazy how one through four in that lineup – like, he's the one that scares me the most. Even though Acuna is the best statistically – albies is a stud riley's the big bomber but like olsen is just that dude in that four hole for them so again for him to only really give up that big is the biggest like meaningful mistake he made because he gave up when he was starting to get gassed a little bit that's when he gave up a run or two but oh man i mean he 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 gave the way and then speaking of juice looking a little forward here in the in the game fulmer slammed the door for that two-thirds of an inning absolutely got after it, you know, a couple of good comments here. AJ Nance slamming the door on the top of the Braves lineup was huge. Uh, that's followed up by filmmaker 12 here. Fulmer makes me nervous, but got to give him credit for how he's pitched lately. Just like you said, juice, he's been really good lately. And he comes in a high leverage situation after going one and a third yesterday. Yeah. And is nails right out the bat saves the Cubs from, you know, giving up the lead. And then they're able to cruise. Quas looked really good, gave up the one hit, but two punch outs. Leiter came in and looked fantastic again. And then Adbert, yeah, he's got to, you know, he's got to let guys on base because it's just what he does. Uh, is, is Scott says here in the comments, there's always I always have to put some tying runs on base before closing out the game. Wouldn't <laughs> have been a tying run. To, I guess it kind of was the tying run today, but like this line, this bullpen is just getting it done they have found their roles this is what happens when you don't sell his bullpen at the deadline every year for david ross juice he finally starts to figure out what strings to pull with who who thrives where fulmer has been that nails kind of high leverage situation guy for middle innings and then you've got you know more of the guys like lighter and 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 merriweather for your seven eight nine they're finding their roles and they're executing incredibly well juice Edward Elsley now, what, 14 to 15 and save yeah, opportunities? Totally He's been dynamite as a closer for this Cubs team.
1: I want to give credit to Tommy Haddovee, too, because if you watch what Fulmer was doing earlier in the season, that slider looks nothing like it was early on in the year. I mean, that's, that's become like the – I don't know if they've changed his arm slot to get more run on it, but that thing is now getting more depth. It's got to be getting more spin because it's moving way more. you can see and now that makes that fastball so much better. Like when you when you have to keep that you know three quarter arm length slider in your back pocket and, you, and a hitter has to know that that could come. like that makes 95 seem like 101. It really does and that's why he was able to get out of that inning so easily because you got to look for that slider and then he can throw that slider into the zone now too. That was the – that's that's a major change for him. I, I would love to ask Khadavi in the beginning of the year if they thought they could get Fulmer to this spot because they, they jumped on him fairly quickly to, to come in and they gave him a good amount of money to be here because I think that they just – they saw something with him that they could work on. And maybe – just maybe with the – he did – if I'm not remembering correctly, Ron, correct me, but did he start – uh, early on in spring training with an injury, I feel like he battled through something late, or or before that, and, and or he came late to spring training. Either either yeah, way, because they had just done but either way, okay. But I, the point of that maybe being is is maybe there wasn't enough time for Hottie and him to get together to work to be like, hey, like I, I you're throwing this like this but I want you to throw the this slider like this and at this arm slot and just like a golf swing, man. Like when you're changing your, your move, it's, it's breaking old habits first and then it's finding the comfort in the new ones as well. Mm-hmm. And I wonder now if that's the case, like he's comfortable in what the Cubs have told him to work on and what to, and now you're just reaping the benefits of it because his stuff does look different, and and like like you said, Lighter's just been nails. He's been so damn good this year, and that's a that's a signing that nobody had any clue would be. You know, I actually, I don't think I think when I made my twenty six man roster to start the year, he was off of it and not not a part of it, and, and found his way into. It. And man, we've talked about it so much on this show, Albert Alzelay. Like that <laughs> that kid's got so much potential in the role he's in right now. I mean, he just has the stuff, and he's got that, he's got that ability, like mentally and that just enough psycho. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he finishes the game, and I feel like he's gonna just whack every one of his teammates in the face. like he <laughs> like he's just hyped when he finishes out, like, a, a Cub win, and, and he relishes it. Like, I worry for every single high five he has down this freaking, you know, Cub win handshake line that they do after. Because I swear, like, one of them is just going to be too hyped he's going to hurt somebody. Because he is so <laughs> – I've never seen a pitcher get so, like, into it. You know, and yeah. just to, like – have that personality, like to just enough. All those great closers had just enough psycho in them <laughs> to just be like you see it on the south side with like Liam Hendricks. Like, yeah. he's a freaking nutso. Like, you saw it here with like Rod Beck, and you saw it with, you know, in the past and in like Roldas Chapman in a lot of bad ways as well. But Carlos,
0: Carlos Marmol.
1: Yeah, like just enough psycho to like just be. In the moment and just throwing gas and it's it's just fun to like I didn't I I don't remember seeing that with him as a starter. Do you like those moments regularly where he's just amped to leave an inning? Like I I, I don't remember that and that's something too that like sometimes being in the right position opens up another door that I bet you maybe even Adbert didn't even know he had.
0: Yeah, 100 percent, because when you're a starter, you have to like you're you're composed, you're calm, you're you're you got this. You got to go long. So you got to have a different mindset. It's like it's like being a runner juice. You know, there's the the long distance 800, you know, cross country runners who you're calm, you're paced, you're you got to go long distance. Right. Versus just the guys that are doing the 100 meter sprints like that's kind of what it is with baseball in terms of starting pitching versus the bullpen. And then you get the psychopaths that are in the hundred yard dash at the end of the game, who just need to, you know, just go get it. And that's what he does. He's just all over the place, going to get it. Tyler said. He says, also, give me a shirt with a silhouette of Alzheimer's fist pump on it. Like, yeah, it's iconic right now. It's it's becoming a, it's becoming that clip in the uh, you know in the end of season review juice that's just like, how do the Cubs go on this hot winning streak? Oh, it's Al's at the end of the game. Fist pump, fist pump, fist pump, fist pump. And then you could turn it into like a DJ remix. That's what it's feeling like because it's just on repeat with him right now. Tyler also contributing another name juice that we didn't talk too much about here. Uh, but he said, what's up, guys? Jose Quas. He likes that guy. I love that fact that his name's Quas, too. I got to hear it today. It was Jeremiah Paparaki said it. And just Quas. It's fantastic. Anyway, funky delivery. Looks like the ball gets in on hitters faster. Could be another key bullpen guy these final months. I, I, yeah, I agree. He was fun. He was different. He's something that the Cubs haven't had in a while. He reminds me a little bit of Steve C. in terms of the arm slot.
1: And oh, that's a great callback.
0: Like, that's he gives me that that funk. Just just an effros had the funky delivery too. The Cubs always got one. They've always got one dude that like has a funky delivery of some kind. It's almost a must on these on these Cubs teams. They've oh. had lefties like that before. Just that weird little oh. side, like it's,
1: oh, it's the best.
0: I they forgot all ever. about
1: everyday C Shack, man. Everyday C Shack, dude. Remember Joe every day every day. day. It's, it's, what's the situation? We're going to C Shack. It's, it's uh, a uh, Joe. Joe, he already pitched and you took him out on the
0: sixth. Nice. Get him back out there. He's going for two. Yeah, he's going for two. And he's <laughs> going to pitch tomorrow in like the seventh inning of some 4 3 ball game because he's the only dependable middle relief arm that they had. Oh, it was awful. But I, I mean, Juice, you're 100% right. Like this, this bullpen's just getting it done on every level. The starters are getting the job done. A hard fought just battle from this team today. Before we look ahead to the upcoming series juice, I do want to turn us in a little bit of a rabbit hole direction just for a few minutes. Of course knowing that we're it. at the 40, 45 minute Mark. You and I were having some just interesting conversations before the show. And there's one I want to revisit. Sure. I just so desperately want to know what you think, because we got, we got a comment on it a little bit earlier that I, I think helps us uh, to tie Somewhere. it all together here. Yeah. Caleb Killian, what do you think Caleb Killian does this time with the Cubs? Obviously, he was the call up today, so this is relevant news as well. He says, uh, Scott says, I'm looking for Caleb Killian to shove this time in the bigs. Have they identified Caleb Killian as like the, he's a really good AAA starter, but maybe he's really optimal in that three-inning role or even four-inning role? Maybe that's how the Cubs do it. Maybe that you know maybe they try to do every fifth day where it's two guys, but those two guys save you every other arm every fifth day.
1: Yeah, I, you could I could see it. I think in terms of where they're at with this schedule, this is a good opportunity to bring up an arm like that and a spell the bullpen. No matter what the situation is, Caleb Killian can go multiple multiple innings you like you said he can go for you know he can start a new game if if need be but with when we were talking about it they're going to play two three series here with off days after each one they're going to play three against the Mets three and then an off day three against the the Blue Jays then an off day and then they have the two at home uh, against the the White Sox off day so I mean this is the perfect time in the middle of a run in August when you know you're going to have to burn the midnight oil in September to just buy more innings for Lighter, merryweather, you know, Assad. These names, like, who have pitched a lot as of recently. Caleb Killian becomes that Swiss Army knife, I think, in a lot of ways. And without having – Marcus Stroman on this roster for right now. And with – I think that what we were talking about, and I agree with you, I think Assad probably gets that next start again. Why yeah. Why change what worked? But piggybacking it with a Caleb Killian makes a lot of sense and having Assad go the three or four, whatever he can do, and then having Killian bridge you to maybe the ninth when you have a lead or finishing the game if, if – you know, you can get, you know, Assad to go like a lucky four or five, and then you can get to, you know, only using one reliever here. Cause I think this is an interesting time for the Cubs to use the schedule to their advantage and also use the, the strength of an, of uh, opponents as well. I mean, the Mets have just given up after the the sell here. So, and we were talking about it. We're going to talk about it in more depth, but Anything less than, you know, two out of three is a huge, huge letdown in this next series. And with the travel to Toronto and and the off days, it's a great time to use the schedule to your advantage to just get more rest for these guys. Because you know that after these, you know, couple series here and these off days that are kind of forgiving, it's going to be another sprint, another decent track of baseball until they have an off day. I mean, they don't get another one until the thirty first, so they're going to play. What is it? Almost eleven straight games, twelve straight games. It's around Not that. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, bullpen is going to be taxed by the end of that. It, it's going to be no matter what happens. Even if you had starters go six each night, it's going to be difficult to to piece it to the end of that. And your starters are going to be you know absolutely drained at that too. So I think it's a good opportunity to while winning. Also, you know, throw some rest in there. And I think Killian's kind of shown he can do both in in some sense. He has the stuff to do both. And now's the kind of time to play with that. You know, you played with that with Elzele and look where that ended up. Maybe Killian comes up and is absolutely dominant, like Scott says, and now you have another eighth inning guy, another guy who can come in and and give you that two-inning, three-inning kind of bridge to Adbert or – Bridge it further enough to where Adbert can get those two out or two inning saves or those four or five out saves. Cause yeah, it's 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 about, and and now I, I said it earlier on in the episode, it's about this chess game that becomes, you know, over the course of these next couple of weeks and these next couple of series and all the way to the finish and then into the playoffs, it's more or less like one domino affects the other one. So when you watch these games, you gotta watch as like yeah, he didn't get through this, so that means this is now going to happen. Somebody's got to pick up the slack in a different spot, and Caleb Killian kind of adds it, gives you an extra bullet in the chamber, I think. And he's been damn good, so and you're killing birds with two stones. You're, you're with killing two birds with one stone. You're allowing you know Caleb Killian to be rewarded for being down there and, and showing that he can you know, mow down triple A hitters. And you're also, you know, saving some, some bullets for other
0: guys. 100%. And follow-up question for you, Juice, right out the gate here, buddy. Uh, Are you guys nervous at all to see Caleb called up and put in a spot? He's not necessarily used to Tyler likes it. Our commenter here. Hey buddy, we miss you, but any sign of struggle. And I feel like he goes down right back down the next time he's used as I believe what the implication was there. I don't think so, Juice. I think I'm I'm right there with you. You kind of answered it a little bit there where he's going to be another bridge guy. And I I think there could be some concern naturally, right? Because he's always been a starter. But I think where they see the value in a guy like Killian is we saw it his last time up. He's really good through the first time in the order. Yeah. And then that's when he starts to struggle is when guys have seen him already. And maybe the fastball doesn't look as fast. And all of a sudden they get to get some hard contact on him. If he could come in and give you those two really good innings, two and two third, three, three and a third against worst teams, maybe even like four, and keep you in ball games and help you again get this bullpen to that finish line of some of these off days coming up. Because yeah, you're you're gonna rest up now over here over the next week or so. Only, you know, six games in eight days. You got two off days coming up. But then, like you said, twelve straight. They got to get him there. Sure, I think there's always natural nerves, but I think because of the way he sees it, I could see him being the starter in some games and then somebody piggybacking him, which I think is something you and I talked about a little bit too, where you know he he's going to play different roles, and I think they're going to let him try different things. And again, I think the Cubs at this point are just trying to say, hey, he's, a, he's an elite arm talent. Let's get him up here and find out just the way he can help us best. And if it changes every day, cool, that's fine. So it's Like you said, juice are cool. Cool and tough as we see here.
1: And Ron, just to big picture it, you know, a poet like out looking out of this year into the future, I love Caleb Killian. And I think that he's got some great potential to be something in this major league, you know, roster. But looking at what the Cubs have a lot of depth of, I don't know if Caleb Killian finds himself in the top eight of starting pitcher potentials. That's in the minor leagues. That's in our system. I mean, I I like him a lot, but the Cubs have so much depth. I mean, you can start to name a million names that you can make arguments that Caleb Killian is not better than. You know, I mean there's there's five solid in front of that that you can definitely name in Wicks, in Brown, in you know, even you know, like like Gray, who's going to be another guy within a couple of years. I mentioned Michael Arias, you know, down in South Bend. I think he's another name that can run through this. You know, um, Caleb or uh, um, like Horton, another name that that you can you can put in that and and like Porter Hodge as well too is another name that I think that not a lot of people know. Um, Brandon Birdsell, another name that like there you can make arguments that Caleb's not maybe not more talent, he's, he's got talent, but not in that starting pitching run anymore of like, yeah, we can pencil this guy in because we have like seven other names that you can, you can look at is like, yeah, I think this guy is going to project better than him. So now is the time to maybe give him that, Hey, Caleb, go up there, get yourself in situations and see how you feel. And now's time now now during a time of ever is gonna simulate what competitive baseball means out of a bullpen and try to stick. Try to be one of those guys. So yeah, I, I think I think it's a great kind of throw him in the deep end and, and see if he swims moment. Right? and especially against the Mets and the White Sox in the next couple, you know, runs, you could you could definitely do that. And he doesn't even need to see Toronto, you know, unless he's mopping up like a a blowout game for either way, you know, let him let him pitch against you know more cake lineups and you know the White Sox and Mets who are pretty much just trying to play out the last month and a half until all is over. So yeah, I, I think that there's a good chance that this is maybe his future to where he's gonna be in the bullpen because maybe they saw what they did with Alzheimer and they're just like hey man maybe Maybe these guys just, you know, fit in a better spot and we just haven't tried it yet. And maybe they see a lot in, in Caleb that they saw with Adbert and, and they think that they can do the same thing.
0: Yeah, I, I'm right there with you, man. I think I think he's got enough talent. He's going to help this team somehow. I am right there with you, dude. Cubs braved the elements, Juice, as we said, for a series win this weekend. Any final thoughts? before we go ahead and look forward to this upcoming New
1: York Mets series up in Queens. Yeah. You said, put the, we got notice. I mean, they did now, now that means that teams that come in here are not thinking uh, it's just the baby bears anymore. You know, this is, this is, these are, these are Cubs. These are mean it's a, it's a runaway train and, and now teams are going to be prepared for it. So play your game. That's, Honestly, for the, for the rest of the year, the final thoughts going into another series can be play your game, a hundred percent, because the Cubs have shown a style of baseball that can win, and it's their style of baseball: run prevention, timely hitting, hit the ball over the fence, you know, when you need to, and get decent starting pitching. That's their brand of baseball. So yeah, prevent runs and put some runs on the board, hand it over to that bullpen, and. Hopefully the bullpen keeps doing what they're
0: doing. Well said juice. Um, Final thoughts for me. First off, I said it before when you and I jumped on, I feel like Maverick with these things on right now. It's, it's, it's been a vibe today. Honestly, great Sunday, great Sunday to be at the ballpark juice. Um, Part of my final thoughts, good to be there for the win against the Braves and, and see it all in person. And the hard fought battle that was in a, in a series victory. Up juice I'm right there with you buddy Just keep playing your game On to the next one Every series as important as the next Win, win two out of three Do something crazy Why not um, And if you keep doing that We're going to be We're going to be talking about this team Deep into October Which I think all of us Absolutely want here Uh at Ron, every maybe time maybe I hear time.
1: Ron every time I hear Do something crazy I think of course. that uh, uh, Was that uh, Yeah Was that Sam Sam Smith's What was that Freshman. Asher, Fre- the Asher Roth. The Asher Roth. That yeah. part last night was awfully crazy. I wish we taped it. Yeah, yeah. Man. <laughs> every time I, every time I hear that, do something crazy. I'm like, oh man, there you go. What's do that something song again? crazy.
0: Do something crazy. Yeah, <laughs> extend. Yeah, I love that song. Asher Roth. Oh. There you go. That's what that's what we need. Christmas content of juice this year. We got to talk to the boss man. We need we need karaoke at the on-tap Christmas party, oh. so that way I can hear you rap Asher Roth because there is nothing in this world I. That's the best. I'm not.
1: You know what I am great at, and I hate to say it because I hate St. Louis. You throw me on any melody, mm-hmm. country grammar. I'll give you every word from that from that song. <laughs> and, and in or or any like 2009 2010 Lil Wayne like yeah. Carter like Carter 3 Carter uh Carter 2 like Carter 4 like oh man yeah I, I got it man I really do I, it's, <laughs> I've done oh, actually I've done right above it like six times on karaoke and nice. Yeah, it's it's one of those show-stopping moments. So, yeah, maybe maybe a little show bet into there one time. You know, we'll we'll work in some juice karaoke and the mic over here.
0: I'm 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 here for it. I'm here for it. I need to, again. I need to see it at the Christmas party too. Uh fun fact. If you get if you give me enough uh liquid courage juice, um I can sing and do the dance for bye bye bye.
1: No. Okay. Yes. No, we have to do some type of Cubs on tap.
0: It is like, hysterically dumb and comical, but it's fantastic. It's, there's a video somewhere. I'm not going to say who has it. Nobody at on tap. Nobody here with us at on tap. But there's a video out there of me doing it at a, at a, at a Christmas venture.
1: Ron, so we can do something with that and all the Cubs on tap guys for the playoffs. <laughs> I have a great idea for it. I don't know. Ask me offline because I'm not I'm not giving anything away to listeners yet. It would be pretty
0: oh, boy. Stay on to stay tuned for whatever that's gonna become because that's gonna be absolutely hysterical. Juice, let's look ahead, buddy, to a trio of games with the New York Mets in New York um, because of our friends over at Dingers running tomorrow mm-hmm. on Monday night. Be sure to tune in with them live right here on the ONTAP YouTube. If you aren't already, subscribed, hit the bell button. You know the drill so you know when all of our shows go live. Uh, and then we'll be back with you guys on Tuesday following that second game of the series. So just we're going to re- or preview, pardon me, the first two games of the upcoming series on Monday as it shapes up right now, August 7th. It is a Drew Smiley versus Kodai Senga matchup. Smiley with a 471 ERA, 8 and 7 record. Uh, Senga has been pretty good since I think the Cubs saw him last, 325 ERA for the first year hurler. And then on Tuesday, Juice, August 8th, it is Jameson Tyone, 6 and 6, big old. Righty has a 536 ERA after his really good recent run. He's going against Carlos Carrasco, uh, who has a 660 ERA and a 3-6 in six record on the season. Juice, what's it going to take for this team to get two out of three against the New York Mets?
1: It's going to take them taking every single game as seriously as they took the last seven, right? It's don't lose that momentum. Play it's going to be real easy for them to go in to to City Field and play a just dog shit uninterested Mets team and play down to their you know part of not City Field they play at Shade don't they Yeah no it's City Field is it Shitty Field Shitty you see it was right see I stopped a minute because I'm like thinking did I get that right
0: You know where, you know where Shitty Field is Yeah. So it's, nothing, but it's, no, it's in it's in flushing New York.
1: Yeah, yeah flush the toilet. Uh, <laughs> but it's gonna be real easy for them to play that type of baseball without that crowd behind that they had all weekend and all the week through the Reds and, and like not have the same get up. But you know what it takes? It takes the, the leaders in the in the dugout to be like, yo, this game means as much as the last. You know, seven did. They really do. And and we can't we're still chasing. So, you know, let's keep the pedal to the metal here and let's get good performances out of it'd be really nice to see Drew Smiley have a nice start for like the first time in a while. Yes. I feel like it's been a long time since we've seen him have and that's it would be nice because like we said, the bullpen has been used so heavily that – but like I said earlier, Caleb Killian can be a guy tomorrow that pitches, comes out, and, you know, they can piece away there. But it'd be just really nice to have, like, a nice smiley start where he goes six, has a quality start. And how about one of those, like, those Reds-type wins that they had where it's high scoring for the Cubs, easy – you know, David Ross can – rest those high leverage arms. And the goal for tomorrow should be A, to win, but B, if they can win while resting the bullpen, that'd be awesome too. Like just to – it would set up perfectly for the eighth and the ninth for a sweep. It really would. If they could get, you know, Drew on a good start and and the way Tyone's pitching and then having all all hands on deck on the ninth would be just awesome going into the off day to uh, but yeah, it's going to take them just coming in with that attitude of play good baseball, keep playing good baseball and keep that intensity. And however you got to bring that intensity to shitty field, you know, make that happen.
0: Yeah. Juice. The last time drew smiley had a quality start for the Chicago Cubs June 8th against the Los Angeles angels. It's been a hot minute. Uh, would love to good. see would love to see him get off on the right foot on Monday. Uh, as mentioned again, tune in over at Dingers on Monday, Tuesday. You'll hear from us again. Juice, I have two questions for you. Um, yes. Before we round this thing out, first one: Who is your fly the W player for this coming series?
1: Ooh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a name off of the beaten path a little bit because I think that. The Cubs take the next step into being great if this player can start to get it going. That's Seiya Suzuki. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Okay. Even with Talk playing so well, I think that Seiya gets some gets some run this weekend. I, this think week.
0: Seah, I think saya I think needs to be in against Senga because that's just like cheat code level shit. There. I yes. mean, he's the first guy that you know actually hit like a hard hit ball <laughs> off him earlier this season. Or the only hit off the fork ball or whatever at that point. Like he needs to be in at least once. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, Juice. If Seiya gets going, mm-hmm. damn, incredible. It would be That's good the to next sneak. level.
1: It's next that level be, Cubs.
0: That would be next level Cubs. And, but like you said, Talk has been really good and right. He's been fun to watch. Had the great throw from right field today to nail LaCunha at the plate. Uh, he's been incredible. Juice, I, I'm going to, it's hard not to go with this guy because, as much as I want to go with the with the the MVP level Cody Bellinger. For some reason, I think they're they are they their Captain America to the Avengers. Is going to carry this team, and that is Dansby Swanson. Yeah, Dansby's my pick. He, he 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 knows the NL East. He played in it for so long. He knows a decent amount of these pitchers in New York. He saw them just last year, a good portion of them. He's gonna have a chance to have a big weekend, and I think if he does crazy shit, we could be looking at sweet talk on Wednesday, Juice. Who knows? I mean, it, it could be really crazy. Um, but I like your choice with uh, with say other buddy. My second question for you, Juice. It's 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 to entertain the listeners a little bit here. Of course. Tyler wants to know, so another Cubs win streak, and we see a remake of bye-bye-bye. And Scott says, when the Cubs get six games up in the central calls for Iran, bye-bye-bye. Juice, I want to know what your thoughts and opinions on this idea are because I personally am not not too much of a fan of it right now.
1: Ron, I have a better idea for us for bye-bye-bye.
0: Okay. Okay. And
1: it, it, it implies more at stake.
0: Hmm. Okay. I, I, we might be on the same wavelength here. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll pocket the, uh, the, the Cubs win
1: streak. And, we'll, and Tyler, we'll fill you in. You're, you're, you're <laughs> clearly a part of this, this team here. It's not like we weren't going to not tell you what we're going to be doing because this isn't just a you thing, Ron. This, this bye bye buy is Cubs on tap.
0: Isn't this is it everything.
1: Full participation. Time.
0: Oh, boy. I'm Now I'm really intrigued and slightly terrified, but tune in, tune in. Another reason just to watch Cubs untapped on the stretch. If nothing else, if you like to see us do silly shit and embarrass ourselves because we find it fun and it's how we torture ourselves throughout a baseball season. Uh, AJ Nance with a quick final thought here says would love to see the Cubs stay active on the bases and keep putting pressure on teams with the steals completely agree. I love when this Cubs team runs it. It is so much fun to see. I think guys like Dansby need to run though. Dansby Mm -hmm. has like not run at all this year. I would like to see him run at least a little bit. I don't need him to run a ton. I want to see him run a little, but like belly's been running a ton. Nico's obviously been running a ton. He's a top 10 base stealer in baseball right now. I think he had number 27 today. I love when this team runs, Juice. So much fun when this team runs.
1: Yeah, Wisdom ran today. Duh. Don't. Even <laughs>
0: He's no different than Miguel Amaya. I don't know why you pinch-run Wisdom there. And then you try to steal with him, and he gets gunned at second.
1: Yeah, and then Nico gets walked, which that was...
0: If I got Nico. a gripe... Correct- Nico gets walked and then gets right back in the same position because then he steals second successfully.
1: If I got a gripe with this team, this, just to end it, because this has been way too positive and we need a little sour juice to end the show. If I got any gripe with this team, it's that move just right there and also the fact that, like, David Ross, when Kay was on the roster, specifically managed to not have to pitch Kay. So why was he on the roster for, what, three games before they sent him down? So it was – yeah. So, yeah, that's where we're at. Like, we're at the point now where roster construction needs to be pretty tight and tight-lipped here. Like there can't be a guy just sitting on the bench being a part of this thing. There, there's just not. And, yeah, we, we were talking a little off air. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves about playoff roster. And the Cubs just don't well, – with the way that they construct their lineup, a big problem is speed. They don't have that guy on the bench that, like, if they were down by a run and that situation that happened today happens to, to sub in. Because, like you said, yeah, there is no difference between Amaya and Patrick Wisdom in terms of speed. They're just not. And eventually they're going to have to address that. Thankfully, that's one of the easiest things you can address. Remember, what was that guy's name? Martin? the really fast guy that the Cubs signed. It's like Loris Martin or something stupid like that. They signed him in, like, 17, or we were talking about um, Terrence Gore, and then oh, they had Joy. Joey Gathright, too. Remember Joey Gathright? For a Joey ball? Gathright. Oh, yeah.
0: Nostalgia. nostalgia. Yeah, see,
1: I, I got all the Cubs names because I was looking at dumb shit today. Um, but, yeah, that's just, just a little sour juice Then to the show. I'm sure Scott's a little happy with that because he loves when the sour juice comes out to play. He just don't doesn't forget, get it. Uh,
0: don't forget Jonas Schwai Schweigh- Schweigh- Vargas. Right?
1: Yeah, you know, and then uh well no he was fart gas. Remember, he was fart right. gas on Cubs on Tap. That's right. He was He was Yonish Yo- Fly Fart gas. And it sounded like yes. like something you would throw uh, yes. in a war overseas. Like, yeah, I hit him with the with the with the fly fart gas.
0: And you have to you have to like say it with a like Bostonian accent. It's the fart gas, all right. It's the fart That's gas. Right hysterical. Uh, Juice, before we wrap up, I want to remind everybody Cubs on Tap one of two official shows covering the Chicago Cubs here at the Tap Sports Network. Again, check out our friends over at Dingers. They are live tomorrow night on Monday uh, between the 8 and 8 30 hour, or half hour, I guess, technically. Um, be sure to be live with them over here on the YouTubes uh, be sure to follow them at Digger Cubs on the X app and Instagram. Follow us as well at Cubbies on Tap, C-U-B-B-I-E-S. You know the drill on all social media platforms. He's Juice on Tap. I'm Loose on Tap. At Teddy Freddy Two Hundred and Seventy. At Joey Knows Nothing. At Nick Underscore on Tap. Who was at the game today? I, I got to play. Uh, where's Waldo with finding uh, Mr. Hudson at the ballpark today? That was Yeah, it was a good time. He was. Uh, he was up in the. In the first section on second level, uh down the third baseline, and we were in left field. So I was like, I'm a big i was fan playing, of I was playing like where's Waldo, <laughs> to, uh, to find him. We found him. We found him for what it's worth. We absolutely found him.
1: Uh um, still haven't
0: found Joey. Yeah, hashtag where's Joey's still in full effect. uh be sure to follow all those guys and Bulls guy and Rob as well. That is our prospect guy here at Cubs on tap. You know the drill. Bulls, Bears, Blackhawks, we got it all. Uh, Bears season right around the corner. You'll be hearing the Juice and Loose show with our boy Quentin over on that. Uh, it'll be a good time this year over at Bears on Tap. And then uh, you can hear me over at the Four Feathers podcast. Uh, we got Badad. He's a Blackhawk. So you'll be hearing plenty of me over there as well. Listen to Bulls guys as well. Interesting Bulls season coming up. Juice, you're a big Bulls guy. So you can attest to that. Very uh, very uh, Jerry Reinsdorf-esque, dare I say, Bulls season coming up. Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing
1: and, and don't let buzz tell you different. Cause he don't know
0: either. <laughs> That's totally fair. Uh, <laughs> be sure to follow all of those. And again, Cubs fans, we're having fun over on the North side, but if you got friends that are not having fun over on the South side, send your friends to our friends over at socks on tap. Boys do a great job covering the boys at 35th and shields. They are doing their Sunday funday show, I believe right now where they might've just finished before us. Um, so again, send your friends to our friends. On and tap. Can be friends. friends. And they can be friends. So let's be friends. On tap at on tap on social media. on tap sportsnet. Go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Juice, it's always a pleasure, buddy. Happy Sunday, fun day to you. Happy Cubs taking two out of three over the Braves, as the title of the episode notes. Braving the elements for a series win. The Cubs two games in the rain, uh, taking over the dominant Atlanta Braves. We'll be back with you on Tuesday after the first two games of the upcoming New York Mets series. Be sure to check out our friends over at Dingers on Monday night juice. What do you say, buddy? We get out here. The only way we know how it comes on tap. Down goes
1: Anderson. FTC, baby. <laughs> FTC.
0: <laughs> and let's go. Cubbies. Uh...